I think we're recording. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> are we recording now? Oh, okay. I think we are. All right. The lines say so. The lines do say so. Welcome. What's, what's popping, everybody? I'm that guy, and this is another guy, Patrice. Yeah, I'm that guy. You know, homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the White Chocolate Show. We have a very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine since fucking what, middle school? Yeah, man. God, middle school man. now. That's Shit, crazy. dude. That like 12 years ago, 13 years ago now. Fuck, stop. What? Please. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> really, though. <laughs> dude, it's so crazy. So, like, dude, uh, we have Purple J. Lizard. Out here, dude. It's fucking Purple awesome J. that, like, have you on the podcast i know it's great i've been hearing about it for so long it's great it's like great to finally be out here <laughs> hell yeah dude it's so cool because like i've seen out. you like of course like uh evolve on your journey of like rapping and making music yeah. and like just being involved in music in general is fucking absolutely crazy yeah. so um patrice do we have anything else that we have to talk about today in the rap world before we get into the actual interview I mean, I would actually like to get into the interview because here's yes. here's my thing. Here's my <laughs> thing. There's been so much that's happened over the last week. Over um, And uh, there's just, it's too much. I want to know more about you. You know, you yeah. been, he's been talking to me about, about you for the last few weeks now. Uh -huh. And so I'm like, okay, I've never seen Eric get so excited, Hype. <laughs> so heightened over an artist coming onto the show. So I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, then I need to know more about you. So tell me about how'd you get start how'd you got started and everything like that? Um basically I was just chilling with my boy. Um most likely we were probably on our way to go smoke some weed. Um, <laughs> and he just told me about how he was um talking to his brother and how he like was singing and he loves singing and that dude he's like my brother honestly so i was like all right you want to sing like i'll just rap like i started off in poetry uh elementary school all throughout middle school did poetry um it was pretty sporadic like it would just be random times i just wanted to express myself i'd do poetry and when my brother told me he wanted to um sing and do music i was like all right cool so we hopped on that i started from there um, honestly, then when we started, I probably made like two, maybe three songs and then just fell off for like a year or two, mm -hmm. linked up with somebody else, met him off the random. We had like a rap duo going for a little bit and did that for about a year. And then me and him fell off and that would bring us to this year. And this year <laughs> I've just been grinding, like making a bunch of music. I got like a solid team behind me now. Uh, it's about like three, four of us that consistently like are at my house in my uh, home studio making music and Honestly, like this year, I've seen the most growth period out of me and the people around me and just the type of music we're making. Like it's become like not even on no cocky. So just undeniably, like we got to put it out. Like this is something that people will, won't be able to deny, like the quality of it, you know? Right. So I'm just like, I'm really excited for 2019. Like started, uh, started up my clothing line this year. I haven't, Whoa! Like, yeah. clothing line. Uh, yeah. I haven't released it yet, but like, I've always had a business mindset since I was little. Like I saw, I don't know if you remember Eric, but I used to sell candy at, uh, Fuck yeah, I, do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like, you had like blow pops and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude. It was like a quarter or something. A quarter of blow pop. Yeah. A quarter of blow pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, with this music, honestly, it's just going to be a stepping stone for me. Like, I love music. I love it to death. Like, I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. But, like, I want to do acting. I want to do clothing. I want to do uh, stocks. Like, I have, like, just a lot of, like, business mindset Real things. estate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely real estate. Yeah. So, for now, I'm just going to... Um, start dropping stuff honestly like come january like you're just gonna see a lot of stuff from purple J and his whole squad like moon rocks on mars it's me and my boy we make beats and and we make songs together like just be on the lookout definitely okay, dude, that's fucking right. tight dude i'm it's so crazy bro because 
now that you remember now that you like put that in my head again i was like holy fuck dude he actually did sell hella fucking candy <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, he's just like had that entrepreneurial mindset from the get-go and what it's was your tight main, dude uh, your main product that you would sell out man jolly ranchers they were so easy oh my god all i would jolly do is pop one amazing. in my mouth and start blowing around the room so everyone could smell the jolly rancher <laughs> what you know how bad you're gonna want one when you smell some grape or sour apple jolly ranch while you're sitting in a boring class it's like, the craziest yeah, marketing dude. move ever <laughs> i know <laughs> you remember miss lindenmeyer Oh my! <laughs> there was this lady. I think she had like a little. I don't know if it was Tourette's, but I think it was like, uh, it was like a tick. Yeah. Because everyone would never shut up. She would just go. <laughs> and then, well, who was that one kid in our class? He was like, sounded like a walkie-talkie ass. A walkie-talkie. Damn, I don't ass. remember him. Uh, I don't know. Whatever his name was. <laughs> oh, remember. oh, no. It was crazy. People would like grill her and stuff. But anyway, dude, uh, it's so cool to have you in the fucking studio, bro. Because I've great to be here. I've gone over to your place to the home studio. Home yeah. studio sounds so dope, dude. Home studios do sound dope. Yeah. They are pretty awesome. Every yeah. single time I see them, because the thing is, it's like when you go into somebody's house and they're like, yeah, I have a studio, you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh right, sure, right. what do you actually have? And then right. there's like fucking thousands of speakers and yeah. like two or three keyboards on some lady, and you're like, why is she there? <laughs> How did you get here? How did you get there? <laughs> How much do they pay you? <laughs> She's like, nothing. I've been here for weeks. Help! <laughs> I love the beats. But yeah, it's actually pretty cool um, that you have a home studio. How long yeah. did it take to build that? Um, I've probably been building it for like two, two, three years now. Like, there's maybe like and you're still three more it things. Too. Yeah. yeah, like three more pieces of hardware I need in there. But yeah, I mean, it's coming together well. Like, it fucking works. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> I can record in there. Right, exactly. got everything I need. So yeah, and you know that's crazy because a lot of artists that I've noticed is that they're able to make the music, but they're mm. not able to record. So that's yeah. like a huge advantage that you have over a lot exactly. of people. That's actually pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah it's crazy because uh, the the rap duo I was talking about. That's actually how I got into like the home recording because when I linked up with that guy, he was the first person I ever uh, met up with other than my brother, like my blood brother, that uh, actually had a way to record. And he just had a MacBook and a little USB microphone and it would sound good. And then we started going to the studio and that was the first time I had been like in a real studio setting, and I realized this is way too expensive. Like I'm not rich. Scotty <laughs> Banks, right? Exactly, Scotty, Scotty Banks. Banks. And he was dope. Like he was really a really good producer. So he put into our head like, okay, this is what our music's supposed to sound like. Because we were just used to Garage Band, you know, tweaking with the little settings yeah. a little bit. But <laughs> we thought it sounded good too. Yeah. We went to Scotty, and then yeah. it was like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to sound like. So. It was eye-opening, but uh, I just started building it from there little by little. Started with the laptop and then just kept going from there. Hell okay. yeah, dude. That's so tight. What's yeah. the hardest thing you found of being an artist and trying to grind this shit out? Honestly, influence. Like, it's really hard hmm. to tune out the influences while you're trying to stay pure to what it is that you want to do as far as the music goes. Especially with me, because I have a very specific goal in mind with my music and I, I want my music to remain completely positive to be enlightening and when I say completely positive like people always tend to think that like oh he's not gonna make any sad songs or he's always gonna make like happy happy go lucky songs like no that's not the case like I just make songs about life to be honest like my own life experience and stuff like that but I just want there to be like a silver lining or like that just positive aspect to my music like I don't have any misogynistic tones I don't have any um 
like hard drug like stuff that I'm talking about or anything like that. I just want my music to be uplifting basically. So like drowning out like there's a lot of artists out here that are talented as far as musically goes, but like their lyrics are just like not positive or not like beneficial to your life. And me being a lyricist, like I can't listen to music and just listen to like the vibe. I, I will listen to the lyrics. So like if I'm sitting here listening to, for example, like I like Trippy Red, I like Lil Uzi, I like them, but their messages are not conducive to what type of music I make. So when you listen to those type of artists all the time, as catchy and as good as their music is, one, you start to compare yourself to their sound, which is something you should never do as an artist because mm. you want your own sound. So right. you don't want to compare. But also just their messages would get like stuck in my head. And like I can notice the difference when I go from not having been listening to any type of other artist and freestyling to when all I do is listen to like straight up beats and freestyle and it's just it's completely me and I have like just a a, a way freer mindset so that would be my wow. biggest um, setback listening to other artists holy oh, wow. shit dude that's really freaking cool man because yeah, I never really thought about that you know because because like whenever I listen to music I'm like I want to sound like that person or right. I like that yeah. beat you know I like yeah. I mean there's some like beats and shit like that yeah but like something that this podcast has really opened my eyes to is like actually like understanding the lyrics yeah, behind yeah. everything yeah because anyone can just say like oh yeah just fucking shot somebody it's fucking dope but <laughs> yeah. dude that's somebody's kid bro. yeah <laughs> really, bro. and then For it's real. like fuck but then i listen to like your music like my soul dripping gold and shit like that. i'm like yes, <laughs> yes. fuck luck. yeah dude Yo, could yeah. you play that real quick of course get the audience to listen to this this is soul dripping gold soul dripping actually gold. it's gold soul gold okay. soul yeah. It's gold, gold soul. soul, gold soul. Okay, but the the hook on this shit is amazing. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> because I literally felt like my soul was dripping gold. <laughs> Word, that's yeah. a bet. Dude, I fucking love this beat. Yeah, I know, like right? floating through space or something. Yeah, yeah. One for the money, one, two for the show, two, three for everybody to struggle and never show. Woo! I promise to be thankful for the blessings God throw. He got yeah. my soul dripping. So drip and go. one for the money, one, two for the show, two, three for everybody to struggle and never show. Yeah. Promise to be thankful for yeah. the blessings God throw. He got my soul drip and go. Yeah. So drip and go. Gift it to the max. I'm speaking facts. I can't relax. Always dressed in black. They always hated me. That's whack. Whack. If I make it famous, then make sure they pay this back. Mama yeah. raised me yeah. in a trap. Yeah. And she raised me to a death. Found ways to make a stack. Stack it and flip it. Okay. Try to make it. Cause they listen and they watch what we doing yeah. And they see when we tripping They yeah. so easily influenced by the way that we living okay. It's okay that I mention okay. My finesse, my ambition Go okay. out my way cause I'm different And it's okay to be different I know I'm strange and I'm tripping That don't change, nothing pimping Just do your thing, keep on living Then I'll explain how I'm living Positive vibes when I kick it I get high, I get lifted And if you try to ever with it Then you can die in an instant If I lie, then I meant it If I cry, then I meant it Suicide, I outlived it so I wish I could fucking dance like Yes, we do. Yes, we do.
One for my girl, two for my folks, three for everybody that struggled but never shows. Mm. That line was very important. Three for everybody that struggled but never yeah. shows. One for the money, one, two for the show, two. How are you today? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle never shows. It's <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, that's fucking dope. So tell us a story. Like, you told us briefly before the podcast about, like, how the fuck this (laughs) song came about, and I thought it was insane. Yeah, it was the most random thing ever. It was literally, like, so in my home studio, most of the time, like, we don't anymore, but we used to smoke in the studio. So most of the time, I would have my, um, my window open, and the speakers are pretty loud. So one day, I'm just walking into my house, and, like, one of, like, two doors down, my neighbor's sitting outside, and he's like, Hey, yo, you got a studio in there? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I'm not really the type to talk to like my neighbors and stuff, not going to lie. Like, I just, I'm a very cautious person. Also, so, I don't yeah. want to get robbed. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the point. There you yeah, go. Right. <laughs> so uh, I told him, yeah, I got one. But um, his, um, like, the people he lived with, they were actually, like, really nice people. Like, I've had, like, multiple interactions with them. So, like, when he asked about making music, I was like, all right, cool. Send me some stuff. I heard some of his stuff. He was nice. Like, he was lyrical. Had a good sound to him. As you heard him on there, his name's Solo, uh, Liddy God on Instagram. Um, but yeah, and uh, he wound up coming over. We listened to like a few beats. That was probably like the third, fourth beat we found. And we were just vibing out. He came up with the first part of the hook. I came up with the second. And we just went from there. We both wrote our verses. He wrote his long verse in the same amount of time I wrote my short verse. <laughs> and we just recorded it. Uh, like probably the next day, I finished my second path of my verse. And it was that was it we recorded it i mixed it down and that was it 20 less than 24 hours yeah that's crazy dude that's fucking tight i can't do that in 24 hours just have like there's a a lot of things i can't do in 24 hours (laughs) anybody can do it like it is not even hard like it's literally just mindset like honestly like it's funny that you say that because like people people put limits on themselves so much and one thing i've learned this year is like there's really no limits like our brain is so powerful it's literally what we believe we can do like even people we don't have wings we can't fly but then someone went and built a plane why so we could fly like it's no limit to what we do you want to go to outer space cool go buy a spaceship like damn make we'll it a fucking money, build like, shout one, out to right. the white brothers <laughs> shout out to elon right, right. Yeah, i'm a exactly. big fan <laughs> huge fan yeah. but it's crazy because like it, what you're saying is like absolutely true dude because there was um i like challenged myself one day to make two thousand phone calls in a day mm-hmm. and my previous record was like a thousand and that took me all fucking day mm-hmm. so i came in on the weekend and it just it took me seven and a half hours and you uh, did 2,000? 2,000 phone calls. Jeez. I didn't go pee-pee. I didn't go <laughs> poo-poo. I, I ha- I, like, I, and it was crazy because I was like, I'm, I talked to almost 100 people right. in that seven and a half hours. Yeah. And like, like, Isn't it crazy, the, the percentage of the people that you speak to with that many calls? Right, like, right. That's nuts. Yeah. It's pretty tight, dude. And, and it just goes to show like me, you, everyone that's mm-hmm. listening to the podcast, like, dude, like, you could do fucking anything. Really though, like you know? no limit. Like it's literally like, and it's so sad because I meet so many people, and it's like you've been preconditioned and trained your entire life to believe like this is what I can do and this is what I can't. When the reality is of it is, you just as a kid you just learn these fears of failure, and in reality, if you just tried over and over again, eventually you're going to succeed at it because every time you fail, you get better at it. Yeah, you yeah. learn something. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, dude. And and one of the things that you just said that was like pretty powerful, like. When when you continue to fail and when you when you learn these fears of failure, yeah, everything that you can learn, you can unlearn. 
Oh yeah, right. for sure. But it t- it, t- it takes a little it more work sometimes. Yeah. It's hard because it's like fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those bad habits are ingrained. Like yeah, it's easier when you're them. a kid. Yeah, but yeah. like when you're an adult, when those when those those like um. I guess you would call them like fucking uh, canyons. Like you can call them like because they like, like big scars in your oh, mental yeah. capacity. Mm-hmm. Like it, if they're like deep in there, yeah. it takes a long time to get it out. But all you have to do is just keep on saying like affirmations work, yeah. saying like, prayer works, Definitely. dude. Because that's you're speaking to your subconscious at that point, dude. Right. You're just like I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking make it. Yeah, Everything's right. gonna be cool, yeah, and then exactly. you start fucking believing it, and then boom. Yeah. Because you're trying to cool. unlearn everything that other people have told you right, over the exactly. years. Yeah, dude. So many people tell you, oh, you have to have a plan B. Yeah. Oh, you have to have a plan C and yeah. all this kind of shit. And it's like, how can you really concentrate on that plan A if I have this plan B? The My plan mind, B is mean you're planning to fail, fail. at plan A. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, I want to be a fucking race car driver so bad. And it's crazy because, like, everyone that I said that to through elementary school is like, man, that's a dumb idea. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's a, it's dangerous. B, uh, I guess they were thinking NASCAR. Probably oh, that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 no, I got no. I'm not gonna lie. That was the first thought yeah. I had. <laughs> first <thing>. NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the most like popular driving in America, uh, right? Right. But yeah. across the world, it's Formula One. Right. Yeah. Um. In like Arabian countries, it's drifting, and no. Japan, it's drifting, and mm. all that shit like that. So I would like to be a drifter because you don't go nearly as fast, True. right? Yeah. But it looks tight as yeah. fuck. But it's expensive, dude. Yeah. Tires, yeah. oh shit, gone. just gone. Shit. I mean, I, I'm a I goof saw Tokyo sometimes. drift. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's my favorite fucking one. Oh, yeah, by definitely f- by far. The 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 fact that they were able to drift up like. Stairs right. and garages like blew my mind. I'm like, how is that even happening? Like yeah. you're wow, still you guys moving. Are up. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but there was somebody that was like, you can't fucking do that. And then they were like, fuck you. That's tight. So like, um, who who would you say like inspires you? Not only from like a music perspective, you can tell us that one, mm-hmm. but like from an overall life perspective too. Hmm. Um, music, I have a lot of influences, but probably my biggest influence would definitely probably be Andre 3000. I think he's the greatest rapper alive right now. Yeah. Oh, he's freaking insane. The way he strings together, like just what he's trying to say and how perfectly it flows and just his vibe. Like it's just, it's so dope. I love it. As far as like just life goes, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't think about it too much, but probably like... I'd have to say someone like Kevin Hart or Jay-Z, just the way that they like literally just came from basically nothing and built an entire empire. Like maybe like Tyler Perry too. Like they just, they came from nothing and built what they wanted and like, and they're successful at it. I love that. Like all of them do things that I want to do. Like I want to be in comedy. I want to be in music. I want to be in um, like my own production company as far as, yeah. So like, those would probably be like some big influences. Hell yeah! So that's pretty lit. Favorite Andre three thousand song? Oh my goodness, that's so hard. Like, I mean, oh. up there definitely has to be International Players Anthem. I oh. kind of love that the storytelling <laughs> the, he did on that. Like, the beginning of the song, you completely yeah. forget about everything. Yeah, else. exactly. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy because that's actually the first song that I ever like released. Like, we did a remix to that one. Oh wow! Yeah, but. Uh, 
under i don't know like 16 ain't enough i love that like i really do like the way he went in on that the hook is just so dope I'd, it'd probably be that probably that maybe the real her but yeah now is it his storytelling or how he pieces to together words it's um, honestly how he pieces together because um I mean, I, off the top of my head, like, I mean, on The Love Below, there was quite a few storytelling ones, which were, like, really dope. But, like, it's really just how he flows, like, how he says stuff, how he puts it together. And just, like, he doesn't have that normal flow where it's just, like, da 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 Like, the, he, he's almost like he's talking to you, but just so melodic. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. I love it. Like, I love the vibe, everything. Like, it just, I don't know, it just puts me into, like, a, I don't know, a trance. Like, I like it. It's dope. That was really dope. Yeah. Dude, I fucks with it. I'm trying to figure out uh, Spotify, man. No, International Players Anthem is not spelled like international. Yeah, it's, like I -N -T it's I -N -T -T apostrophe L. Yeah. I-N-T apostrophe L. And it's so, by UGK, yeah. Andre 3000. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I typed a text to a girl I, I used, used to see saying that I chose this cutie pie. I used to see saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Yeah. Then I cc every girl that I'd cc around town. And hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Witness all around me, true. But I'm no island. Peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I know crazy. Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap no looking back spaceships don't come equipped with rear view mirrors they dip as quick as they can the atmosphere is now ripped i'm so like a pimp i'm glad it's night so the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum when i shoot the moon hide jump the broom like a preemie out the womb my partner yelling too soon don't do it reconsider read some litter sure on the subject you sure fuck it you know we got your back like Cairo Pratt. If that bitch do you dirty, we'll wipe her ass out as in detergent. Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar. I, I know you ain't a pimp, but pimp, remember what I told you. Keep your heart three stacks, keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart three stacks, keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart, three stacks, these girls are smart. Play your part, play your part. <laughs> Damn. So what's great about this song is that it's it's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start off with that. It's fucking great. It's it, it's split up into four different verses between um, Andre 3000, Pimp C, Bun B, and um, Big Boy. And the way it's structured is that you have their perspectives of how they treat women. Yeah. So it's like Andre 3000, he's about to get married. And yeah. he's talking about how all of his crew is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, look, I've had enough girls in my past. I don't need any more pussy. I'm like, good. I'm, I'm right. good. And then you have the pimp. all. You have Pimp C. He talks about just being a pimp. And he's like, look, I control women. Then you have Bun B, who's essentially the old G, who's like, I've pimped in my past, but I'm, I'm kind of good good on that right like, i don't right. really need to do that anymore yeah. like i've learned my lessons throughout life and then you have big boy who's been single his whole life essentially who's doing the opposite of um andre 3000 and he's just like look as like the the last line of the song is like um dump dump in the gut <laughs> raw from the kitty <laughs> up better choose the right one or pick pick the kitties up <laughs> 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 That's so wrong. It's so wrong to lie. <laughs> oh Jesus. man. But I mean yeah. it's that it's real. Like you better really be careful real. who you mess yeah. with. And like But to talk about Andre three thousand, if you can go up on the lyrics real yeah. quick, uh like the part where he says, um, 
like wetness all around me, true, but I'm no island, P peninsula maybe. It makes no sense. I know crazy. Give all that pussy cat that's in my lap no looking back spaceships. Like there's moments where he slows down and picks up. Yeah, slows down I love and picks it. Up. And you don't even realize it's happening until you're like halfway through the song. And when you're reading the lyrics, you're like, there was no way that somebody was actually going to write all of this down in the way that he actually has breaks. Like you have to just write it as sentences and just hope that <laughs> it can pick up if you were like reading this shit. There's something out there in the South, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I've yeah, said yeah. that so many times. Southern rappers, I feel like, are the best. You know what's crazy? Another big reason why Under Three Thousand is such an influence to me is how they came up. Like, if anybody knows the story of yeah. the Dungeon Family, Art of Organized Noise, like Art of Organized Noise, were three people. One of them, including Sleepy Brown, you might know him. Like, he was an uh, artist as well. Mm -hmm. But like, they came up. They called the Dungeon Family because they literally came up in one of the people from Art of Organized Noise, his mom's house. They would all be in the basement. They called the basement the dungeon. It was Andre Three Thousand. It was Big Boy. It was Art of Organized Noise. It was um. Seal wasn't CeeLo I believe CeeLo yeah, was, was part of, of it, it too yeah. um, and it was like it was a few other people that are like famous known and they basically put Atlanta on like they put southern hip hop on for real and like for them to be the originators not only like their music still now today sounds like innovative like if you listen to them with the new age they can still keep up like they still sound really good yeah. like I feel like hip hop wasn't doing anything back when like like that when they came out like they almost brought like melody to hip hop a little bit. Like exactly. it, it was, it was that funkiness that yeah. you just didn't hear. Exactly. Yet. Yeah. yeah, they were just different. And art of organized noise, they were amazing. Like, I would love to work with them one day. Amazing group of producers. Sleepy Brown, he's just dope. Like I love his voice. Like yeah. it's crazy. That's fucking tight, dude. I didn't know that was like there was like a. I mean, obviously there's a history behind everything, but yeah. I think it's always interesting to just hear the come up because yeah. everyone always sees like the final product. Yeah, exactly. You know. And that's why I like those documentaries with different artists and stuff because it's like, holy fuck, they were just like me or exactly. they were just like you. They were just like anyone that I know. Right. Yeah. But the, the difference between them is they fucking just kept on doing what they love to do every single day. And a huge difference is they weren't all for themselves like they like if you watch the documentary it's called the art of organized noise they they literally would just be in the house and they even talk about it like sometimes people were just broke like Andre 2000 he dropped out of high school to just be a rapper like he knew what he wanted to do no plan b and he was like this is what i'm gonna do i'm good i'm gonna do it mm -hmm. and literally so he would be broke like certain people in the group they would just be broke some people would be selling drugs so like you know they'd come home with like a bunch of chicken or whatever something to, for everybody to share and everyone was just on one accord like this is what we're doing we're here to do music like there would be someone over over there making beats someone over there on the steps writing other people just chilling relaxing but like everyone looked out for each other and it's like when you know how many of them made it out of there and it's like sheesh like they were just kids with a dream like in a mm -hmm. basement making music and like exactly. how many of them came out and like they just they put each other on like it's beautiful like you don't see that a lot anymore like yeah you really don't because i mean you can you can get there faster you know by yourself i think in a way you think so yeah but you can go farther with a team yeah you can get there yeah. faster but the 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 idea of being able to stay consistent without a team is very difficult yeah definitely yeah. because it, like with a team you have like a support system yeah you know it's like oh man i don't feel like fucking writing today it's like hey man what's going on what's popping yeah. dude like fucking talk to me it's yeah, like yeah. oh man i fucking i uh i dump dump in the gut <laughs> okay. raw, raw from, from the, the giddy, giddy up. up uh and now i have to pick pick the kitties up yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude, that's fucking cool. I think it's I think it's always interesting, like that whole Plan B thing, because, you know, um, I think everyone struggles with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, anyone that wants to like have that, um, 
that whatever success looks like to you, there's always going to be a plan B. Yeah. There's always going to be that thing in, on the back of your head that's like, oh, well, it does. this doesn't work out. I can always serve tables because right. I used to make some decent money serving tables and stuff I'd like that. I'd be miserable. <laughs> yeah. Miserable. Yeah. yeah and, it, and, it, and it's fucking tough because, like, then you have that. Like, you're never, ever going to put it all in because you still exactly. have that in the back of your head. Exactly. Because it's like, you know, and, and, like, there were times where I was thinking about, like, fucking getting out of real estate and doing something part-time. And I'm like, dude, I can't fucking do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I – and it just See, freaks me out a little bit. Plan B should be the foundation of how you can funnel money to plan A. And when yeah, I yeah, – yeah, so, like, that uh, – like I, yeah, yeah. And so I understand what you mean by that. Like, because I recently went down from a manager to part-time just so I can focus on plan A. But I can't, like, just quit my job. You right, know what right, I mean? Like, yeah. I still have to have a foundation of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I completely understand that. But yeah. the thing is is that people need to understand plan B is just the means so this way you can actually have shelter and water. Exactly. Like, there's no way that anybody's going to believe in you if you're just like, yeah, I'm on the side of this restaurant just <laughs> eating old Chinese. <laughs> Chinese food and shit yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. But when it comes down hey, to Hey, there ain't it, nothing wrong with old Chinese food. Uh, oh, when it comes <laughs> from a dumpster and you're fighting it over with a raccoon or some shit? Like, I don't know. <laughs> definitely a problem. <laughs> it is definitely a problem. Raccoon they have gets thumbs. A they can grab it from you. you know? yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of just hard to think that there can't be a plan B, but at the same time, it's like, I understand why people think that way. Yeah, I yeah. understand why people think that way. But plan A is what you need to do. Exactly, it makes you happy at yeah. the end of the day. You yes, know, I just want to go to sleep and feel like I, I did, did the it. right thing. Yeah, yeah, I did the right fucking thing. You yeah. know, oh, yeah. And it's, I want to wake up and be glad that I'm about to go make some money. Not like fuck, I gotta go make some money. money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Hell yeah, even dude. if I was making like I don't know, um, just two two hundred dollars a week just doing comedy and that was it, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm fucking happy as Right, fuck. as long like, as you can pay your bill. Nailed, like, <laughs> nailed, nailed it. <laughs> you know, there's like some future agent just going, why did you say that? $200, that's it? That big aspiration. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I think it also comes down to that mindset of like thinking bigger too. Yeah. You yeah, know, because sure. like, um, I bet you everyone in the dungeon was like, dude, we're going to fucking yeah. blow this shit out the water because yeah. if, and there's some somebody I listen to. He he has a podcast too. His name's Andy Frasella. He's a he's the motherfucking CEO. That's mm. what he calls himself, uh, the MF CEO. And so he was like, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars and you put your goal at a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, if you want like a hundred thousand listeners, you'll probably get sixty thousand listeners. You know, but if you want a million fucking listeners or a million fucking dollars, you better put your goal at a hundred million dollars because you might not fucking get it the first year. But you're going to be way closer to that goal than you were the first year coming around, mm-hmm. you know, versus the, oh, I tried for 100,000. I'm okay with 60. Yeah, but now yeah. your standards are so fucking high. It's like, dude, I'm not going to fucking leave this office until blah, blah, blah happens. I feel you. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. Yeah. Definitely. It's crazy. Yeah, we were talking about like comedy goals and everything like that. And he's uh-huh. like, how many people would you want to perform for? Uh-huh. And like my aspiration is the first comic to ever perform at a soccer stadium. Wow. It's okay, there's, stadium. there's so many goddamn people and you have Kevin Hart who's done like a football stadium. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. just like, well, how do you top how do you that? top that? Right, <laughs> the right. only thing I can think of is either a soccer stadium or space. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's, right. no, there's no in between. Mm. So yeah. Um but tell us a little bit more about your writing process, man. Like tell us about that. Um because I'm actually curious about that. It actually it honestly just varies. Like sometimes sometimes I'll write without a beat. 
it's very rare. Most of the time I'll get the beat and I get the vibe off the beat or off of um, people that I'm collabing with. But um, yeah, most of the time um, I'll hear a beat and something will just like come to me, whether it be the verse or the hook. Usually if it's the hook, I'm usually like freestyling. That happens a lot, especially when I'm with other people. Like we'll just all be in the room freestyling. We'll be going through beats and then suddenly someone says something hot and we record all our freestyles. So then we'll go back and be like, all right, time to record this. Like, let's make a song. So I usually just go off a of vibe. So like, if the energy is there for the song, then I'll just start writing about that. If the hook is there, it's really easy. I just start going off of that. But it usually takes, mm, actually, there's no usually. Like it, it varies. Like I've had songs that I've been writing for years. I have songs that like literally like we hear the beat and the whole song is done in an hour or so. You know, like it just varies. But I take my time. I try to make sure I throw like some bars in there. But my main thing right now is vibe. Like. Like not even being cocky, I know I got bars. I've been had bars, mm. like, but vibe is so important. Like, there's so many lyricists out there that never go mainstream, and like for me, it's not necessarily like I want a lot of money, and I couldn't care less about fame. Like, I really, honestly, don't want to be famous, but I love what I do, and I feel like God definitely has a um a purpose for me as far as his music goes. Like things that people need to hear, so I'm gonna grind as hard as I can with this music. But um, yeah, it just varies. It just depends on the song, honestly. All right. I think voice oh. is so fucking powerful, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was this. I was teaching a class and um, about like phone calls, and this lady was like, "You have a blue aura around you." And I was like, "What blue aura? Was it because I was wearing a blue shirt and blue <laughs> jeans?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, no, no. It wasn't the shirt or the jeans. You have a blue aura." So I looked up blue aura, and mm. it's the fucking throat chakra. Really, the throat chakra. Okay. Yeah, your voice. Oh wow. And that wasn't the first time <laughs> that shit's been told to me. My cousin. He's uh, really into spirituality and stuff you told like me that. About him, yeah, because yeah. he, he teaches yoga to inner city kids. And he was like, dude, you, your voice is different. When you speak in a room, people fucking stop what they're doing and listen to you. Right. And I was like, huh. And so now we're starting to realize that like the, gi- like, the gift, gift that I had, I need to be using that more. And that's yeah. why I fucking like making phone calls. Mm. You know, that's why I like talking to people on the podcast. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like. Oh, dude, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and doing stand-up. I mean, his first time doing stand-up, he had 1,400 views. What? Yeah. yeah. And he came up with this punchline on stage as well because we, he was practicing for like a week uh-huh. on like what he was going to say and everything like that. Actually, like, the, day before. Huh? The, the day, day before. Yeah, Sorry, the day before. Yeah, the day of. But the what's crazy is is that when he was talking to me, like right before he got on stage, he's like, I don't know how to fucking end this joke. And I was like, hey, man, you just kind of have to feel it out. And then like he got on stage, felt it out, and he ended it on a perfect joke. Yeah, well. it was. Uh, it's hard. It's kind of hard to come with tears in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That I was. Would, <laughs> I would definitely have to hear the setup on that one. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's fucking it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's and and it, and, it, and it also co- comes down to like, uh, wow, I just fucking started like eighteen times. <laughs> um, it also comes down to like having the confidence. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. To like go up there and do it, and sometimes you don't have the fucking confidence, and sometimes you need like friends to. I got to do that. Are that's, you doing that's where sh- that failure until you, you get better comes from also. That yeah. confidence comes with it. Are you doing shows? Uh, I've done some open mics. I'm not doing shows yet. Honestly, my team, we've decided that we're not really going to do shows until we have at least some type of buzz. Like, I see people out there, they try to do it. And not to knock on them, and I, it may work for some people, but I want to stay independent. So there's honestly no point for us to do that right now. Like, 
if it's not going to generate money or new following, which pretty much when you do shows, you got to bring the people out, which means they already know about you. So for right now, we're just going to focus on grinding visuals. Visuals are very important. So we're going to get visuals yeah. and yeah. just song after song out this year, next yeah. year, actually. But just real quick to piggyback on what you said, it's crazy that you said that like your voice and your aura and stuff like that, because like lately I've been having this conversation with a lot of people. It's like your body, your physical body is nothing but a vessel and our brain is nothing but basically like a routing area like like an antenna yeah because yeah. it's like okay why does your body move oh your brain tells it to what tells your brain to move like where do these electric impulses come yeah. from like we are our spirit we're a, we are our, our spirit and our soul and we just inhabit this body and we use it to do things right. so when we speak that's our energy from our spirit coming out and we we have life in our voice we can speak things into existence so whatever you're trying to do make sure you speak that out there and don't let anyone tell you you can't do it because there's literally like we said no limits like you have to use your voice and be heard because if you're too afraid to even speak your truth, then your truth will never become reality. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Holy shit. Holy shit. To piggyback off of what you said. It's a lot not, of piggybacks. Yeah, yeah lots of <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not just the, the other people. It's just yourself as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just don't believe. And, and themselves yeah that's true and so it's like those thoughts in your head always telling yourself oh i can't do this and, yeah. the, and the, that and, was learned and that yeah, was learned definitely. over time it's yeah. always learned and yeah. it's just like now you have to get to the point where you have to unlearn all of that exactly. shit you know just stop telling yourself that and just tell yourself i can fucking do it exactly. you know yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard it's, it's hard. really I hard saw, i saw this tony Rob piggyback off of that <laughs> 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 i saw this tony robbins thing tony robbins is a motivational yeah. fucking guru he's a fucking he He's a mind hacker, basically, in my, <laughs> yeah. in my head. But basically what he do, what he did was he got all these people and was like, hey, I want you to like raise your finger and twist as far as you can backwards and see where and like see where you end. And then they did that. They got, you know, so far. And then he was like, okay, now I want you to close your eyes, lift, feel like your finger lifting, but don't actually lift it up, and then twist twice that distance. And then they, they all did it in their head. And then they're like, okay, now do it again. And then every fucking body went farther than they did the first time. Oh, wow. Isn't that shit crazy? That's crazy. That's and power of the mind. The power yeah. of the fucking mind, dude. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it's just crazy because, like, it's, it's so fucking real. It's absolutely, like, the most real thing that I could ever possibly. It's, it's so airy-fairy when you think about it, when, when you hear about it, you know? Yeah. But, like, like. The 350Z. I was talking about that shit since middle school, yeah, high school, were, right? Yeah. And I fucking got one, yeah. you know. And it, and like now it's a, a Lambo, you know. And yeah. and then one day it's gonna be like, oh fuck, I did it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but right. it, and it's the same fucking thing. It's just continuously like telling yourself, this is gonna happen. This yep. is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Like yep. picturing yourself in front of hundreds, thousands of people, yeah. you know. Like and it's really easy. To do because if you look at if you look at the this picture right here, this is Queen at Live Aid. That's a fucking soccer stadium. Damn. It's fucking full. This was the largest and this was also broadcast live around the world. There was yeah. over a billion people watching this one fucking show. That's crazy. That's dope. And That's they fucking so crushed it. Yeah. Right? And so it's been done. I don't know if these guys were thinking about it. They probably fucking were. But you know it's it's possible mm -hmm. if you put your mind to it, man. It's fucking mm, and, and it's it crazy works. you say that because like one thing I've been telling my team now, like whenever anyone says it, like 
uh, I wish or it'd be cool if I just be like, no, stop saying that. Like, just say when, when, when it's going to happen. Like, and yeah. that's it. Just believe it. Because if you start saying it enough, you will start to believe it. And once you finally believe it, you'll get it eventually. Exactly. Like, as long as you don't give up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, that's right. how shit happens dude the yeah. mind is crazy the mind it really is, is. Super crazy. like all those <sighs> mind hacks and like the nlp stuff you were talking about yeah like, what's dude, the nlp stuff neuro-linguistic Neuro programming so it's interesting like if it it's basically like you can use it almost as like sales tactics mm -hmm. but it's it's things that you do without knowing that you're doing them okay like subconscious right? like subconscious stuff like like let's say I asked you a question about buying a car. Okay. And then you were like, well, like that. You look up and you're like, well, mm. but I notice that you look up and over to the right. Mm. That's your comfort place. Okay. So now the rest of the presentation, I'm presenting to the right side of your body. And now you're more comfortable and now you make a better decision based on what you truly want. And that's in your comfort zone. Oh, wow. Like shit like that, you know? And it's like a lot of that. I've been watching a lot of... Uh, what do they call those? Police interrogations, <laughs> bro. Crazy because like the same shit happens. Yeah. Like you see people like like the way they move and yeah. like they go like this, they like, cross yeah. their arms when they're all like like. But then but then they do that. <sighs> okay, I killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Like you can learn a lot about you know people and how they react just from watching those videos because, yeah. you know, A, they're hiding something, and B, the person that's asking the questions is trying to get something out of them. Exactly. A fucking confession. <laughs> right. Mm. Mm. It's crazy. But, yeah, dude, the fucking... I'm so proud of you, bro. Thanks, I'm man. It's so crazy. Same here, man. You guys are doing big things. You got your podcast going. Yeah. Like it's stuff like this, like seeing people I know, like actually going after what they want. That's what motivates me. Like, and like I thank God, like for the people he's put in my life, because honestly, like. I couldn't have done this by myself. Like I couldn't have got to where I am now without all the people I've met along the way. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. my boy Braden, I just met him uh, probably like two, maybe three months ago. I met him through my brother, the one who actually got me into music. And he had been bugging me for like a month, maybe two months about like me meeting this dude before he ever came through. Cause like I said, I'm really particular about who comes through. But like when he finally came through, like I heard his music, I liked it, but it wasn't really something I really saw myself um, necessarily getting on. Um, right away as first uh, when I first met him but like he has motivated me so much in this past like month two months because of his self um just self-awareness and self-motivation the way that he just gets up like I remember one day we're at my house we're chilling it's probably like two three in the morning he hits up his boy that does like his music videos and stuff he's like yo you ready to go shoot this video it's three o'clock in the morning they're about I'm in Hailthorpe which is like right outside of Baltimore and he's like yeah we're about to go to Virginia like you want to come I was like, you know what? Let me just go because I need to see how this happens, like how this is going, like really get motivated. And it did. Like it's pushing me. Like I went and dyed my hair like for the look like and just like I'm ready to shoot these videos. Like I can't wait. And it's like being around him, seeing how much he grinds, like he'll just randomly hit me up like, hey, what you doing? Like I'm about to leave the studio like because I introduced him to one of my other boys that I work with at Guitar Center. And he has this nice studio out Glen Burnie. Check it out if you guys want to. It's called The Gold Room. Um, Ooh, ooh, nice plug. Yeah, All right. Yeah, it's okay, nice. Cold room. But, um, but yeah, like the people you're around, surround yourself with good people. That's a big thing because that negative energy will drag you down. I've been around that way too much. Surround yourself with like-minded people, people that want to better themselves. Like it's so helpful. It's Hell such yeah. a great thing. And it's crazy because like I've heard that so many times in my life, but not, like it took me until now to yeah. actually like put it in the, 
you know, uh, practice because right. like, you know, a lot of my friends back in high school, we all just sat around, smoked weed in a basement. Exactly. And guess what I did? Just sat around and smoked weed in yeah. the basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, it was a great time. Like it was, yeah. it was right, right. I was able to do that because I didn't have fucking bills and shit. Right. Yeah. But like, but now I'm like reaching out to people and like hanging out with people that are fucking doing huge numbers. Exactly. Like I'm about to get lunch with my buddy Seth. He fucking sell him and his squad sell fourteen hundred homes a year Sheesh. across the country. That's I fucking damn. sold sixteen this year. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. I hang out with him. Yeah. yeah. I'll maybe do 30 next year. Yeah. And I hang out with somebody else. I'll probably do 60 the next year. Yeah. And 100. Then mm. 500. And then it just fucking grows exponentially. And then I get to be the person I want to be mm-hmm. by spreading positivity exactly. and the, the, the beauty of having like a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of your own, dude. Like it's your yeah. fucking house. Yeah. It's I fucking think in tight. 2019, you'll sell 100 houses. Let's and, fucking do it. Yeah, right. I'm, I, really, I personally think hundred houses. A hundred houses. I think you could do it because you have a wonderful personality. Right. You bring people to you and everything like that. Like yeah. just just the way he reacted when he saw you was just like the smile you brought to his face. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly, bro. Like oh, thanks, you can guys. do that for people <laughs> you've known for a long time and people you just met three seconds ago. Yeah. yeah. So you know, just how we've been saying this whole show. Yeah. You gotta believe it, man. Mm-hmm. Like you have to believe 100. it. One hundred. One hundred. Yeah. You can Ooh. fucking do it. Yeah, let's fucking let's fucking go, dude. You'd be halfway to do your it, Lambo. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dude. Uh, that'll give me a, a used Lambo very easily. There you go. You know. All right. So since you were talking about news for the week and everything like that, and our show's about to end, you have two choices. Okay, you could either <laughs> <laughs> because we only have a few minutes left, so uh-huh. we can either bring up. What happened between Cardi and Offset? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> or Kanye and Drake? Okay, so let's talk about that because I have no idea what happened with that. Okay, <laughs> that was your choice. All right, awesome. Okay, so Kanye goes on to like a thousand tweets. <laughs> just like there's way too many to read. Uh-huh. Like I, I actually like brought like some, uh-huh. but it was just like there was way too many to read. But basically, trolling. It, yeah. So Drake has been apparently just fucking with Kanye <laughs> <laughs> behind it. the scenes. Like um, to push a T's concert. Apparently, Drake uh, bought the first two rows. Just like 50. he really did that. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he bought the first two rows just so Pusha T could see his crowd That's or anything hilarious. like that. Yeah, so he bought the first two rows. Uh, apparently, he's been like text, uh, texting Chris Jenner, like you know, hey, how's the family and everything, but not talking to Kanye directly. And it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because the thing is, is that if you actually look up where they live, Kanye lives like maybe like. Four or five blocks away from Drake. Oh, is that? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like like if you look it up on Google Maps, like Kanye's house is here, and then Drake's house is like right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like crazy. So and Kanye, it smells like maple syrup over there. So Kanye just <laughs> Kanye goes on this huge tirade on Twitter, just like just explaining what Drake has been doing and everything like that. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to see if I can find it again. Uh, but what, what was going on is that he was like simply saying, "Hey, you're taking food out of my kids' mouths by like um, making the sick sicko song, sicko mode song." And it was because of the fact that he talks about um, the Yeezys and everything like that, and the three fifties um, during the song. Uh-huh. And he talks like uh, he's basically sneak dissing, you know, Kanye. Kanye? Uh-huh. Yeah, but like here's my thing: How can you get mad about something like that when you did the same exact thing 
with Pusha T. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. understand how you can be mad about that. So he goes on and on about, like, how you can't talk about my family. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it's like, you did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, But Kanye is crazy. Kanye, Kanye is crazy. And it's so sad because he's a freaking genius. Like, dude, it's brilliant. Like, yeah. Oh, my well, goodness. So it's funny because we were talking to um, one of the producers that we hopefully bring on to the show soon. His name mm-hmm. is Womi. And, you know, we were talking about how many beats that Kanye made, you know, a day. He made five beats a day and it's he was like there's no way that i would be able to function yeah and talk to people because all i'm thinking about is notes 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 yeah. notes notes. where these notes go and he did that for a whole summer and so we did the same challenge with Lomi. after about a month he did he did 31 songs he just did a song a day uh-huh. with but like talking to him after that he was like dude i'm just fucking freaking out it's <laughs> 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 like are you a note i don't know <laughs> i think you're a song too and so yeah, it's just it, it's funny because the thing is is that I think Kanye released like maybe like 150 tweets like mm, all within geez. like a, like a couple hours about Drake. about Drake and Drake all he does is he puts an Instagram sto- story of him just smiling <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of emojis of like just him smiling and everything. He even said Kanye even says don't send Kim any purple emojis. Is that the is oh, <laughs> is that the devil with the horns? Is that the horny plant? one or, or the egg plant? or the eggplant? <laughs> it's so many questions, right? It's like it's like how do you even put yourself in this kind of position? But the I I think. I think the thing is is that Kanye is just jealous of Drake and his fame for this particular year because Drake even though he's had some like shortcomings yeah. I mean he's had a very successful year as every year it's not gonna stop it's not gonna stop Man, anytime beast, soon like. I mean and, and, and not only that but he beat the Beatles record as well with Scorpion so yeah so uh the Beatles had five well they're all are there are more people on this planet now than there were back then yeah, that's very true. I don't know what the percentage. I don't. Is. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, he back- has a lot of ghostwriters. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, he's fucking. He's got the formula figured out. He's doing well. Hey, I don't doubt it. Like at the end of the day, that's his job to be a rapper. Like people don't understand that. Like I get the purists and all that, but that man is selling hits. Yes. Like who cares? Like and from what I hear, like people that know the industry and the behind the scenes, the man's a talented writer. Apparently, it's just he does not care. If he wrote it or not, he knows yeah. what sells. And like to he's me, probably, honestly, that's smart. And he's probably pretty busy too, fucking yeah. driving Ferraris and shit. You know? <laughs> it's also pretty tiring, I would think. You know, the inspiration to write yeah, all the time is. and to have that many songs. And there's a lot of songs you have to cut out from yeah, different albums definitely. and what you just don't release at all. So yeah. it's like, you know, if you wrote a whole bunch of shit and somebody else wrote a whole bunch of shit, and you're like, well, I can take a piece of that, and I can take a piece of this, and exactly. just put it together. You have a cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then everyone's getting paid. Like and. Um, someone who I just learned about recently, Quentin Miller, very talented man, one of Drake's ghostwriters. If you listen to him, you can hear Drake. Like you can hear how mm-hmm. Drake would do it, but you can also tell Drake would do it better. Like, yeah. So it's like, okay, you're a talented ass writer, but like this guy will perform your song better than you will. So it's like, do you want to make more money or you want to make less money? Like, what yeah. you gonna do? Like, yeah, that fucking sucks to think that somebody can deliver your words yeah. better than you. Heck you yeah. know, and it's I'll like be thinking about this. And <laughs> It's like every Saturday Night Live skit ever. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Well, I mean, so, uh, I, don't know. I don't like. I, I'm not a fan of Saturday Night. I like Saturday Night Live. Some of it, I think it's fucking dead, dude. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I haven't watched it lately, but I don't know. Good. But that's that's, that's, that's why. Because yeah, it's fucking dead. Really? Yeah. That's but the like, reason. But like, when it comes to like 
South Park, uh-huh. you know, they're writers and they fucking can deliver. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So they know what the fuck they're doing. So, uh, um, I think that's about it yeah, for the podcast it. today. Jer- uh, Bur- sorry, Purple J. Purple J. Hey, give me a follow on IG P U R P E L J. That's it. Propel J. Hell yeah. So, thanks so much for coming out, dude. It's a fucking pleasure. Of course. Blessed up. Stay blessed. Blessed up, yeah. Thank you for coming. Everyone, this is a free podcast. Free! And so uh, we don't plan on advertising anytime soon. So if you guys could please, you know, give us a follow, uh, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. Five stars would be great. But <laughs> if not, whatever. Um, don't bother. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but if you got some sort of laugh, if you learned something, um, if you like Jared or J- Purple J stuff, shit, my bad. <laughs> um, you know, just uh, share it with one person. That'd be fucking awesome. So right, awesome. It starts with one person. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Thank I hope you. you have a great rest of your Wednesday. And we're going to end it the normal way. Three, two, one.